Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Rock stars. Rockstars Girls Lacrosse. Rockstars Girls Lacrosse. The Rockstars Girls Lacrosse Show. With hosts Ronnie Davis and Craig Spazman Simmons. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Rockstars Girls Lacrosse Podcast with me, Ronnie Davis, and Craig the Spazman Simmons. The round mound of sound. <laughs> Spaz, lots of good things that are going on in girls lacrosse these days, okay? Especially we've rounded out the, you know, we got through sectionals. We got through states. Yep. Um, Now we're into the club lacrosse season. We're in the club, and we're we're deep into club. Deep into club. Yep. Going into a break, right? August, you know, we're going to take a break. Mm Mm-hmm. And then back September first, obviously. How are people going to live without us? I don't know. I mean, it's our our, our viewership and listenership has just skyrocketed. I'm not going to see you for a month. I know, right? I don't know if I can do that. I personally am going to spend the first ten days in August in um, Peterborough, Canada, coaching the Haudenosaunee U19 national team. Uh, we talked about this on prior casts, and uh, yep. So we're going in. The Haudenosaunees didn't go to the last U19 games. Okay, they couldn't get the passports. You know, they 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 insist as a nation that they want to travel on a Haudenosaunee passport um, for their own nation. So they all have American passports. Okay, but as a nation, they said, you know what, we're, you know, we're going to travel on our own passports, and I don't blame them. You know? I respect that. Um, but the England or wherever they were supposed to go, Germany or wherever, I think it was England last last time the U nineteen um, wouldn't accept their passports as credentials to travel so they chose not to go and um this year it's in peterborough canada so they they but they still all need passports right um so we've we've got the passports we needed we got a team okay we're gonna go and compete now we we're gonna go in because we didn't go into the last tournament we got to start in 14th place 14th place out of how many I i believe 26 Okay, so you're halfway, right? But here's the problem: we're we're going to be in a pool, right, with um, you know some some teams that are of lesser skill, right? And then if we win out our pool, which I hope we do, right, mm-hmm. we have a very good chance of doing. Then we come in at the number eight seed when they combine. Okay. Well, eight plays who? 
Eight plays one. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and that game is going to be, you know, either between U.S. or Canada. Mm-hmm. So um, that's like hitting a buzzsaw, right? Oh, yeah. Um, but but our kids are preparing. Our kids are, are are really doing a great job of, I mean, they're they're good. They're, my kids are good. Can't be afraid. Now, where, where are most of your players from? They're from all Geographic. over. Um, geographically, you know, the majority. I shouldn't even say majority. We got some kids from Cataraugus. We got some kids from Onondaga. We got some kids from Six Nations. We got some kids from Aquasasne. Um, we have a kid from British Columbia that's coming. So. And for any, just a little backstory to walk it back, the last podcast, this is a native team. All native. There you go. All native. So um, one of the criteria is, is that your mother has got to come from a clan, right? Okay. Um, so if you are if you can't get a Haudenosaunee passport, um, we're only allowed three um, native players that cannot get a passport on our team. So, okay, um, that doesn't mean we can grab anyone from you know the states. We they, they've got to you know at least be um, Native American, and uh, if they can't get a passport, um, we can only allow three players, which kind of stinks because um, there's a lot of good kids that are non-passport players. So. Um, we, you know, with that said, we're we're kind of put at a disadvantage, you know, right right off the bat because, um, you know, Canada is pulling from, you know, the, their whole country. I mean, they we my Monster Twenty Twenty team played them um, last week and we went thirteen to nine with them, right? And uh, and it was a good game. It was a good defensive game, but uh, the, but Canada's good. However, remember, I w- had the opportunity of helping with the U.S. U19, the U.S. U19 national yeah. team, right? Um, right now, I got to give the, the the advantage to the U.S. team. Okay, they're faster, um, they're bigger, they're stronger. In your unbiased, opinion. in my unbiased opinion, um, but Canada's the defending champs of the of the World Games, and uh, the the worst part about the World Games this year is is obviously August first through tenth. I I have to miss Lake Placid. And um, Lake Placid, I love to go up every year and, and play in the tournament that, there. I have four monster teams playing in Lake Placid, so I won't be there. But what it's just a great opportunity. My Listen to the staff that I have, okay? I'm so fortunate. I got Katie Rowan, Leah Gallagher um, from Albany, mm-hmm. um, also Taylor Frank from Albany. So I got the whole Albany women's lacrosse staff working with me. So when I showed up last weekend to – um, we we played in a tournament in Albany last weekend, and we ended up going five and zero, and 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 winning it, beating Ithaca in the finals. Um, you got to see the difference of these, like Katie Rowan and, and Leah and Taylor, coaching these kids at a collegiate level than what what I'm used to seeing. I mean, it's kind, it's just, it really is a different level. I'm preparing kids to go to them. These these coaches are unbelievable. I mean, they they're they're talking about things that are like you know three levels above what we're teaching at the club level mm-hmm. right now. So um, it's just so you know U.S. is coached by Kelly Hiller um, from Northwestern. I was going to say we had her on here. Yeah, we had her on the podcast. Um, Canada's coached by Scott Teeter and, and and his staff, and uh, so and then the Haudenosaunee's are coached by me with my Albany connections. So um, what a, it's just a great opportunity to go play um, in those games and coach against those coaches and just be in, you know, mentioned in the same conversations with them is huge for me. But, um, you know, the the World Cup 
is it's only this played on every four years. So the U nineteen plays, you know, and then two years later the the women's world team plays, which is the you know the the older team. So, um, you know, with that being said, the the tryout processes with with these teams, like we're still in a tryout process. We got to cut a couple kids. Obviously, Canada has to cut a few kids. Yep. Um, but you know, the whole time there's all these lacrosse players that are, um, that would love to be able to play for our country, right? Either U.S. You know, if if you if you're some of the different countries have different criterias. You know, if you spend a week in Puerto Rico, maybe you can play for the Puerto Rican team or you know, <laughs> something like that. So, I gotcha. Um, but um. You know, it, it's going to be a great event if anyone, you know, can get out there to go to Peterborough. It's, I think it's a, you know, four-hour drive. Well, I was going to I was gonna ask if there's any, if you know, if there's anywhere online. It's got to be streaming somewhere. There's got to be coverage somewhere. Yeah, there, there, there's full coverage, and, and um, it's a FIL event. Okay. Um, so, you know, the, the rules are a little different, the whole, you know, aspect of it it's a you know it's it's just it's no different than soccer make sure you know them before oh. you go in <laughs> yeah so I, call know, back <laughs> yeah you know going when we when we played the u19 canadian team i mean the first two goals were because i didn't know the rules i mean we're setting up in the wrong places and sure. and all kinds of things so um once we settled down we we were able to compete go goal for goal with them and then they got a couple late ones because uh, they were up by a couple and we went out and pressured the ball and and you know they they got a couple late pressure goals but it was a, it was a great lacrosse game and the funniest thing about the whole thing is the way canada travels spaz when i tell you there was 200 people at this game and all we had we had 14 players right that means we had maybe 14 6 17 parents there watching 185 <laughs> of the rest of the fans were all canadian and they were all there watching the Canadian national team play, and we played in Syracuse. That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, that's a like, good, that's, that's it's good for the sport. I turn to my team. I'm like, where did all these people come from? <laughs> and uh, they 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 travel well, and um, kind of so, make you jealous a little bit. You know, wishing that we had that kind of support here. Or? Well, you know, I had the opportunity to have to actually have the game in Rochester, right? And I was thinking about you know promoting it and all this stuff, but. You know, it was easier. They had the field, the turf up there. I would have had to find a field and, and all that stuff. And um, next time, though, I, I think I would have done it different. I would have, I would have had it as one of our home games. If, if you have the chance, you do that next time. And I know yeah. somebody who will help you promote it. And I is that you? Some. Yes, it is. <laughs> Let me let's walk it back real quick. Um, you know, we've been talking over the past couple podcasts about the purpose of club. You know, club lacrosse. Mm -hmm. It's to get yourselves in front of coaches, college coaches. Yeah. So now we're talking about natives. Yes, and so is is there Native the, Americans? Native Americans. Yep. Now, is there that much focus on getting in front of college players for the Native American players as there is for everybody else? Yeah, I mean the Native American players are, um, you know, are very very coachable kids. They're great stick handlers. Sure, and um, so they're going to have, um, you know, they have a, a lot of college coaches looking at them as well, and a lot of the players um, on the team 
play for one are committed already committed to colleges. So you know, okay. on, on my team, I got a you know a player that's already at Syracuse. I got Lois Garlow who's going to Coastal Carolina. Okay, Mimi and Jacelyn Lazor. Um, Mimi Lazor is going to Dartmouth. Jacelyn Lazor is going to Virginia Tech. Um, Maggie Jimerson's going to Canisius. Um, Ivy Santana goes to Albany. Beretta Santana is going to Canisius. So we've got a solid group of okay. kids that are going to be playing at the next level. Um, but there's a lot of kids that haven't committed yet that are younger um, that are going to have great opportunities. So okay. um, I think that, you know, with that being said, um, this it's it's a great opportunity for the Haudenosaunee this year because it's in their backyard. It's in Peterborough, right? So there's there's Six Nations Reservation, which is three hours away from there, and Aquasasne Indian Reservation, which is three hours from there, and Cataragas Indian Reservation, which is three hours from there. So you're gonna it's gonna be like a home tournament for the Haudenosaunee. Nice and centralized. Centralized, and I like it. So there, there's gonna be a lot of support there for them, and hopefully this jump starts, this kick starts. The, the the younger youth level of the the Haudenosaunee's of, of girls playing more playing more uh, lacrosse because I'd, I'd like to see that traditionally it's been you know only a, a boy sport and mm-hmm. a men's sport and mm-hmm. uh, you know when you're born um, a lacrosse player in the Haudenosaunee you're you know you're given a, a wooden lacrosse stick at birth right um, the girl it's and it's always been taboo that the girls played but now you're you know it's starting to expand and and let me tell you their stick skills are fantastic their lacrosse IQ is great and they're they're really fun bunch to watch that's for sure so what can they do to get past that that stigma of you know being a girl and in, in that tribe or in that group that wants to play lacrosse well to be honest with what's it, the it's, difference it's a cultural thing it's a it's a it's very cultural and and some you know in Onondaga they still resist it right there's okay um you know it it different you know of the six nations and you know they have different beliefs and and so forth and and uh, for the men's it's always been a medicine game where the men would play for the creator mm-hmm. um where the women never had that opportunity so it's the creator's game the creator's say. game yep and, and um and it's very traditional to them so. Um, it's very difficult to to break those traditions, as you know. But um, yeah. but the barriers are starting to be broke with um, with more girls and women playing lacrosse and great opportunities. You know, these kids are you know, like I said, the Lazor sisters. One's going to Virginia Tech. One's going to Dartmouth. I mean, opportunities for these kids to go to college in the second second level of lacrosse and lacrosse is kind of like you know paving the way for them to get there, which is you know, which is pretty cool in itself, but. Um, it's real important to them. How, how does that make you feel that you're a part of that, that you're a part of the process of possibly breaking through that wall? You know, it, it's great. It's um, we, you know, for me to, like I said, I started with the U.S. U19 team. Um, they had their coaching staff picked. Um, I was fortunate enough to be on their selection committee to help get it down to, I think, 36 players, right? Um, so, you know, to, for me to jump over, to the the Haudenosaunee team and to be able to um, be a part of something like I said, it's in their own backyard and get getting more and more kids um, involved in the game and and hopefully taking going from 14th place down, you know, we can, you know, hopefully get, you know, in, in the medal round or at least in the conversations, right? It's going to be a tough matchup between Canada and us or U.S. and us. But let me tell you, any given day, as you could see with the you know the U.S. hockey team. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
a laundry? Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So um, I got a parent I want to call um, in reference to, you know, she had applied for um, to be on the Canadian team. Um, one okay. of them goes, Andrew Savage. So I want to I call her mother, Gina and see if we can talk about that process with her. Because um, I know that she applied, but I know that she was unable to get a Canadian passport. Okay. Um, which that seems to be the thing is, you know, you got to have, you got to be able to get a Canadian passport in order to play on the Canadian team. Yeah. And they have several American players on the Canadian team, but maybe their father or mother or someone was from Canada and was able to get, um, you know, that passport for those kids to get the opportunity. Uh, I know Taylor Gate, um, Gary Gates' daughter played for Team Canada um, instead of the USA team when she was, you know, able to play for the U19. So, um, how those kids are making those decisions, you know, US team's tough to make. You know, like I said, it gets down to 18. Well, so. that's my very first thought is, why do you want to play for Team Canada? You know, then my next thought is, is there a stigma that comes along with that? If you do go play for Team Canada, is there any other players that are going to look at that as, yeah, man, you, you know, why are you going to play for Team Canada kind of thing? I'm trying to be diplomatic yeah, without, right. you know, using a traitor or anything right. like that, no, you know? You'd think I'm that, just wondering if the stigma is there. I, th I don't think it's there. I think it's just kids just want to play. So it's right? all about, and, and the other kids, they recognize that that's an opportunity, so they're going to. So they're going to go after it. Right. Okay, so, gotcha. Yeah, you know, and, and I think it's great that people go after opportunities, right? Any opportunity they have to play, you know, it truly shows you. You know, I was a kid when I was in college, um, and my coach always said he just loves to play. You know, I would be out there sure. in the side yard. I'd be I, Any chance I got to go play lacrosse, I'd go play. And and I think a lot of these, these young girls are getting to be the same way. I got so, you. Well, um, let's talk to Gene about it right now. Let's go to the phones. Yeah, to the phones. <laughs> Gina. Hello. Hi. Hi, Gina Savage. Welcome to the Girls Rock Stars Girls Lacks podcast with, a long day. with myself and, and Craig Simmons. How are you today? How are you doing? I'm very well. How are you? Good, good, good. Gina, Craig and I um, were just talking about the, the, the world games coming up in Peterborough. And, um, oh, okay. And um, we were talking about you know, opportunities to play. And, and we know that, um, and I was filling them in that you had, you know, applied to um, possibly play for Team Canada, um, but were unable to get the, the passport needed to continue on with right. with the tryouts and so forth. Yeah. Oh, Andra? Yeah. Yes, correct. Um, and, yeah. Andra was invited to try out. Um, however, you know, she, we don't have, the, I guess on the website, they weren't totally clear. It's probably her misunderstanding. Um, it seemed like you didn't have to be a Canadian citizen or have your either you have to be a Canadian citizen or your parent. It can't go beyond that like genealogy or that level of generation um, to be available to um, try out for the team. So she was invited, although we didn't qualify, I guess would that be the right way to put it? 
So you can't you can't go play for Canada if you have a great great aunt's brother's sister's roommate that was a Canadian, no, correct? <laughs> no, you cannot. It has to either be yourself or your parents. Okay. Right? I yeah. think. So yeah, it can't even be yeah. Um so Andra, as you know, Spaz, because she's been on the subject of Several of our podcasts. Oh uh, yeah, came back from an injury. One of one of my favorites. Um, is going to Towson, and yep. she just this past weekend played in the Under Armour Underclass Games. Yes, um, which is a tournament did. down down in Maryland. Yes, um, that they have. Yep. in yeah. conjunction with the Under Armour All Americans that they they select. And uh, Gina, tell you know I know it was hot down there, but tell us a little bit about your experience down there this past weekend. Okay, it was really super hot. It was like between 92 and 96 degrees. Um, you know, the girls that played for the Upstate team, there were, I think, four girls that ended up playing on that team from Section 5. Um, one of them is Ray Davis that plays with McKenna um, and Andra, and then a girl from Spencerport that's a 2021, and then I think a girl from Victor that's a 2021 as well. Um, so, and then the rest of the girls were Syracuse, a girl from Albany, Sierra Mazzone, you know, from Albany that plays with McKenna, was also on there. A couple girls from Long Island came to try out for the team. They made the team. Um, so it, it's a it's a great experience. Um, I think, Ron, you'll know this probably better than I am. Some of the teams come, you know, loaded, locked and loaded to win. Andrew knew every girl on the Maryland team because you know what club they played for. There were only two. Got Walker's number to black, and I spoke to one of the fathers. They had no less than six practices. So, you know, the upstate team, those girls don't know each other. The southwest team, girls don't know each other. So, you know, some of the teams come to that thing with all committed players locked and loaded to win. And I think some other teams, like the upstate team, takes a mix of committed players and uncommitted players, and they view it more like a showcase. So, you know, there's an advantage to getting together and practicing. And I think some of the scores that the upstate team ended up playing against Maryland team showed that a little bit. But, um, I think the girls got great exposure. I think they had a good time. It was hot. Um, you know, we were right down in Maryland, so we went over to Towson and had a visit there. But that's, that's pretty much how it was. I think it was a good experience. And the senior games were great. The weather was great. Kids played great. It was a close game. Girls from Rochester did very well. It was good. It was all good. So, Ronnie, I don't know if you know this or not. Gina's been very instrumental in helping me and Chosen Spot Radio. She, as a parent of Palmac and as somebody, an advocate of the girls' game. So I just wanted to, while I have the opportunity, give her a shout-out for that. So, Gina, thank you very much. So we have been talking about um, club lacrosse as, you know, the scholastic year ended, and then we're now starting, you know, the heavy uh, club lacrosse thing. How I think I had the opportunity to ask Andrew this, so I'm going to ask you this as a parent. How instrumental has club lacrosse been in helping Andrew get, and also your other daughter as well, how instrumental has club lacrosse been in helping them get to where they are or where they want to go? Um, I, I think it's fair to say it's been 100% instrumental. Um, they really, at this, at this day and age, um, I, I think, and Ron, please correct me if I'm wrong here, but at this day and age, it's highly unlikely for um, students who play high school lacrosse up here to play Division One lacrosse at a big program without playing club lacrosse. Um, club lacrosse has a lot more practices. You know, I know Monster, and a place for Monster with Ron. Um, they practice really all year round, um, and they work on skills. They really work on, um, if their goal is to play at that level, they work on the skills that are needed to get there. So I think it's very instrumental. Gina, you 
over the years. I think I, I mean, am I wrong? Do you, do you know anybody from high school that just went and didn't play club lacrosse around? I mean, no. there's a handful, I guess, but I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. Not in the, not in the last five years that I've known. Yeah, um, me neither. But my, my question is, um, and I don't know if you've added it up, but you've you've spent a lot of money um, on between club <laughs> lacrosse and camps I have. and travel and, you know, everything that goes into it. Have you put yeah. a factor rate yet to the amount of money you've spent compared to the the scholarship that Andra has received from Towson? Um, you know, I we kind of did it a little bit with Alden. Alden's, I think, it has changed dramatically in the three years between, you know, my girls. Um, Alden probably got most of her money back that first year. Andrew, we, ha- we decided not to add it up with her. Um, <laughs> she started playing a lot younger. You know, Alden started playing, and then actually Craig Chamberlain nabbed Andrew up and threw her on the field, and we were watching Alden. He was like, she's playing. So that started that, you know what I mean? So um, she started playing a lot younger. She has wanted and had the opportunity, I think, and, and more, more so she's wanted to take advantage of some different opportunities like this past weekend. I mean, I, I'm proud she made the team, but not for nothing, it's costly to go to that tournament. It's four days in, in there, you know. Expensive. Um, there's no charge to play, but you have to go down there and stay. You have to use the drive there. You have to take time off from work. So, um, you know, she's been able to go um, involve herself in some of those opportunities, and she's also wanted to. Um, so that's been costly, but, you know, I think to keep your kids involved in something that they love to do, um, and to help her realize her goal, um, you know, she's, I, I always say to whom much is given, much is expected. And she's been able to do a lot of what she's wanted to do and what she's able to do. We've been able to, you know, to be able to finance that for her. She's lucky. We're fortunate, but, um, I think, you know, there's a lot of ways and a lot of different clubs around, you know, we're monster people, but, you know, around here, there's the Finger Lakes Flamingos Club, a lot less expensive. They go to great tournaments. Um, girls from Palmyra have played in that club and been able to do very well. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of different ways people can get their hustle on and get it done if they want. So, Gina, I'm going to throw a little, I'm going to throw a little inside shade here. Um, okay. ha- has have the Pelmac Lady Raiders been able to play on the main field yet this season? And 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 moving forward, are they going to get that chance, or does somebody else need to step in and try to make that happen? Because you guys play on the, the, the backstory is they play on the backfield. Okay. They don't get to play on the main field where the boys play. So what what's up with that, the Gina? With, the main field with the built-in sprinklers, the football field. Yeah, I think you know. I have been told. All I can do is repeat what I've been told. I think, um, Craig, you know how the track is really close. To yeah. the edge of that field. Yep. Something about the width. The boys' field is skinnier than the girls' field, or something like that. It is. That's true. That's something okay. To do with the width of the field. Okay. But you will have to look into that more. I'm not exactly. I'm going. I'm going to look. It would be great so that you could broadcast the game. Well, I am going to look into that, yeah, because, you know, Gina was, as somebody with the boosters over there, wanted me to broadcast some games, and it just doesn't work out for sure. you, where yeah. they're at. If they, could play, game. Yeah, if they could play over where the where the fellas are, you know, that'd be a different story. Right. But uh, Gina, right. you had, Agreed. you with two daughters, um, Alden and Andra, Alden being older than Andra, um, you've had the, the pleasure to have the experience to go through two types of recruiting processes. Um, with yeah. Al- with Alden, there was no rules in place, um, so she committed very early to Binghamton. Um, 
that, you know, after a year at Binghamton, you know, she decided to transfer. Was it a full year or did she just go a semester? Um, we made her, you know, Stay we really, really in our family, we're really focused on once you start something, you have to finish it. Sure. Um, she stayed the full year. Um, that's why she could play when she transferred. She didn't have to sit out, and that was agreement between the coaches. But, gotcha. So she'll, yeah, so after she a year, year. So she didn't quit. She, yeah, she yeah, yeah. fulfilled her contract or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So after a year at Binghamton, she entered yeah. what's called the transfer portal. But Alden was, was committed to Binghamton, I think. Oh, yeah. Ninth grade, eighth grade or ninth grade? Eighth grade, eighth. Young. Eighth um, grade. Andra had to, um, you know, by choice with Andra, she could have probably committed to some schools when she was in eighth grade. The rule came into place on Easter Sunday. She had not committed, so she had to wait two years, right, for yeah. um, for her yep. to commit. Yep. So she got, uh, you know, another two years under her belt to evaluate, to experience, to um, look at different, you know, options for her. And um, now she's going to Towson. Since then, Alden yeah. has transferred to Canisius College and now yep. is playing for the Golden Griffs at Canisius. Yep. Um, yeah. Tell me about the difference in the two processes, the, the, the process basically, and would it have been better for Alden to wait? Or do you think because she was so young that maybe she – you know, miscued and went to Binghamton uh, a little too quick or, you know, what, what was the whole process there? Yeah, I think you're right. Um, Alden probably, I mean, in, in hindsight, right. Everything's clearer in hindsight. She probably was too young to make that decision. And I know people that want the recruiting to, to move up and be earlier. I have to say, and Ron, you know, this too, in Alden's class, I mean, we can't count on two hands. The number of kids that have transferred don't play at all went somewhere, never went. Um, it's just really young. In eighth grade, it's hard to know how far you want to go away from home. It's hard to know what major you want to study. It's, it's hard to know all of it. Um, and I think the later, I mean, for Andrew, I know at first she didn't like, and it was very difficult to for her and everyone in her class, not just her, um, to be like and communicate with the coaches and then have, you know, I remember you called me, we were on our way back from somewhere. You were like, the curtain just went down. We're like, what? <laughs> so you know, they had that two years of really, no communication with coaches, which in hindsight, again, was really, it was good for Andra. You know, Andra's not the most filled out kid on earth that let her grow and get bigger and stronger. Um, her ACL tear aside, um, you know, that all went on. And I think it's going to help her to make a, a, maybe a, a better decision at an age where you're a little more closer to going. Sometimes I think of it now, they, they commit, they still have a long way to go. A lot can happen between, you know, when you're 17 and when you're it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. After your senior year and graduate from high school, but. I do, I, do, I do think it's better for them to wait. I do. I think it's better for the colleges. You know, they invest all this time and money in the kids, and they cannot like to see any of them leave. They can't. You know, they've invested so much in them. And it's hard to replace those spots, I think. You know, it's hard to replace when someone's a freshman and they leave or someone's a sophomore and they leave. It's hard to go out and fill them with a sophomore, and that's really what you need to do. So, so Gina, let me – I do uh, think it's well, better. Well, so let me ask you this. As you know, 
I was there in that game, not not to talk about the bad things, but I was there when nope. uh, okay. when Angela hurt herself when she when she blew out her knee. You, you know, were. I was there. I was calling yeah. that game. I saw it, and um, I I was worried myself. What I want to know is, did you guys have a mindset, because we're talking about the college process, the recruiting process, were you guys, when it happened, concerned at all that that might have some type of negative impact on her you know, future recruitment into college? And, two-part question, what made her decide to go to Towson? Okay, first part of the question is, I think, that there's, Yes and no. And Ron, please chime in because I know you were you were involved in all of this from the beginning, all the way through. I think there were moments where we were a little worried. Um, Ron had been able to. Um, I'm trying to think here. I think based on her injury, we had people reach out and just be very concerned about her injury, which was great. Sure. Um, I think we were worried, but. I guess, Ron, tell me if you remember it differently, because I like to put it in the past. I don't know how long I remember it, but we tried to just, number one, remain positive and let Andrew know that it was going to be okay. Because to be honest with you, Ron, tell me if you think I'm wrong here. If she would have not committed and just come out right now, I think she would have been all right. I mean, we just saw the coaches that were interested in just have seen her play now. They've seen her play at lectures here. We just saw them at, you know, where we went. So I think she would have been all right, and she would have ended up where she needed to be. Um, it would have been maybe a little more stressful, but I think, you know, there's still 2020s that aren't committed. I think they're going to be okay. I think they're going to be great. They might be better off than anybody else. Um, Andrew just played in, you know, games where there were 2020s playing. It's hot. I mean, Ron Phil Burns was watching 2020. He was. Yeah, there, there's definitely schools University out there. In Maryland, they're watching. They watched, yeah. That are still so watching. I think, you know, yeah, we saw, um, you know, we saw Kyla Trainer. We saw, you know, we saw teams that were interested in her and they were watching. Now they know she's committed, but what I'm saying is I think she would have been fine. Ron, do you think so? Yeah, I don't think that too many schools with the, you know, these days are, are that worried about the knee injuries. I think the message I'm trying to impart out of this whole thing is that, that, that even though she got hurt, if you recall, Gene, I talked about it at length in one of the sectionals games where I, I asked Andra about, Andra about, you know, what her thought process was going through the whole thing and just basically keep working hard, keep working hard, keep doing the best you can and can, you know, worry about the things that you can control and everything is going to work out just fine. And it has. So to walk it back, Gina, yeah. of, of any schools that she, why did she choose Towson? What is it about Towson that she wants to go there and play and, I and continue you. her this education? Is, oh, go ahead. No, and, and continue. Her, up. Yep piggybacking off something and I know Ron said like you have to look at the fit the distance from home the academics the level of play you have to be realistic about the level of play I mean Andrew very well knows where she's going and that to get on that field it's not going to be like she's going to walk in there and get on the field you know what I mean she knows that so sure um you know some other places she probably could um so it's you have to take all of that into consideration and then um I think there the coaches a little older, they live there, they have small children. I, I feel like they're pretty established and hooked into the community there. And, um, you know, her coach, her college coach is the coach of a women's professional team, Baltimore Braves. So she's, they're pretty tight in. So I think that's kind of a constant. And we feel like they're pretty stable there because, you, as you know, there's a lot of switching around with the coaches and everything. Sure. Um, so she, she loves the coaches. I think it's a good fit for her. The girls there, she, Stayed overnight. She did all. She had time to go to K 
camps. Like in that two years, Andrew probably was there no less than four times. Right. You know, so my ex- my experience with Andra and yeah. and Towson, um is that you know she had several opportunities, right? But there were several schools that weren't willing to take the gamble, right? I mean, okay. I, I was talking to yeah. Boston College, I was talking to Hopkins, I okay. was talking to a lot of different people, and I don't think that they were quite ready to take the gamble. I got right? you. Where yeah. <clears throat> Towson, um, they weren't worried about it. They, you know, they they got they took the time. They got to know her. Um, as you know, she was there several times for camps, even when she couldn't play. Right. Yeah. She yeah. went down to the camp. Yeah. And and was there, you know, so in support. So I think th- this is a huge um, part to it that the feeling of family, the feeling of want, you know, that you I mean, Towson really wanted Andra. OK. I'm not sure. I think Boston College would have liked to have Andra, but they weren't putting their best foot forward. I got you. So, you know. You, yeah, you take that September, you, we just but she just watched her play. Kyla just watched yeah. her play. Right. So so you want to so, go where yeah. where you know you're going to be loved and wanted and so sure. forth. And I think thousand yeah. and you know they're 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 a great program for one. Well, I'll tell you, I'm looking at their schedule from this yeah. season. I mean, uh, Penn State, Georgetown, yeah. Navy, Stony Brook, Loyola, Loyola. You know, one of the top teams in the country. Yeah, they definitely play a you know tough tough schedule. They're they're, they're a good good team. They're well coached, and like I said, they 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 really spend the time on you know wanting the, their recruits rather cool. than casting a net, saying okay, we'll take this kid. Um, you know, this kid may not work for us. They, I think so. I think that was a big fit for Andra. So Gina, when Andra, um, for all the people out there listening that um, have kids that. You know, regardless of what club they're they're with, right? Andra was in a situation right. where Andra changed clubs, right? We, you know, she was with Lady Rock. Um, she started playing some tournaments with us, and then you know, Andra decided we're going to go, you know, a hundred percent monster. But she did this in in sixth and seventh grade, okay? Right? Where yeah. some people are like, "Oh my God, we can't," you know, we're we're we've been with this club for four years. We're not going to change, right? Gina, you made the change, okay? It wasn't an easy decision for you. Um, And I think it turned out to be the best for for Andra. Um, But there's people out there that will say, no, we're not going to change. We're not going to change. It worked out for you. Tell us a little bit about your mindset, you know? Okay. When she she changed, um, I think, you know, Andra – and actually, I think Andrew Loren and Taylor and Ashley all switched it, you know, completely at the same time. Um, I think, you know, the 2020 team that they're on that you, you know, had tryouts and put together um, were just for, I, I guess I will speak on behalf of all four of those girls, I guess. Um, what they wanted was, and they all are going to do it, is to play at a high level of lacrosse. And they wanted, you know, to be able to show their skills at that level. They wanted colleges of that level to be interested in them, and they wanted to play at that level. They just, they, all four of them have since they were little. Um, so, you know, we, it was it was clear to us at a certain point that the team that Ron put together was just playing at a higher level. They were practicing at a higher level. Um, they were in tournaments at a higher level. And to be I, I wanted this to come across for you. To be honest with you, at that time, Andrew needed that. You know, would you agree, Ron? She did. Yeah, I but think all the kids. She didn't need to be standing well, out there with sixth graders who are just learning to play, and she's 
you know, tearing it up and it's just not helping her to advance, I guess. Right. So you're saying if, if you're that kid, if you're, if you're athletic enough and you're that kid, that's that, that you know, that you're going to be a, an, an athletic competitive kid, it, it's okay to change, right? It's, it's okay to say, oh, yeah. Hey, club a, I'm going to go to club B because you know, it's no different than hockey, right? I mean, tiered hockey, you want to play junior a, right? But if you're not ready, yeah. you may play junior B. And that's where I think the clubs are in this area. I think, you know, competitive wise, I think that's the way it is. And, and, um, and people think though, Oh my God, we can't change We're you know, we got to be so loyal and we got to do this. You got to do what's best for your kid. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's not about right. being loyal. I right. mean, being loyal to what being loyal to, um, a club that's not giving you what, what you want, you know, uh, what, what you deserve, what you work for. So what I, you need, what you need. So I think it's a big part of it is, is it, you know, knowing, doing what's best for your kid, you know, sure. and, and yeah. let me, and let me and tell you, the coaches make a big difference in clubs too. I think, you know, sometimes Ron, I know in monster, there's um, two teams at each grade level. And I have to tell you, all of the coaches are great. And I think if you're, you know, I think that when they get older, I know when Alden played, you know, that 217, you know, she played Lady Rock, but that's the club, you know, who didn't have monster back then. Um, there, both of those teams, the girls all equally did well and equally play and all that stuff. And when it all came and done and they got to be the age, people drop away. They don't really want to play in college anymore. And people saying that want to play and it kind of evens out. Right. Well, um, I, I kind of saw have a good coach. seen it with lady rock, you know, they're, they're lady rocks. Um, is it a pur- purple team? Right. Um, that was Alden, yeah. Alden, was chose, Alden. Alden and three of the girls chose. Yeah, yeah. She loves Linda Michael. She's Linda Michael girl. And Linda loved Michael it. was the coach there, right? Was was the director, yeah. but she yeah. was also coached that Lady Rock 17 Purple team. Okay. And, you know, they yeah. loved Linda. And Linda did a great job yeah. of them, and, got all of them. And Alden loved and, Craig, too. I mean, she, yeah. she liked him, too. She has a preference for female coaches, and that's just her. And I... She doesn't even admit it, but I noticed that she just does, and that's okay. Everybody's different. You but know? but you but perceivably, right? The yellow team was their was their more competitive team compared to their purple team. That's the way it was perceived. But Gina Alden played on right. that purple yeah. team, and so did several other kids that all went on to play Division One lacrosse. Yeah, Maddie Wilson killing it at Hofstra. She started her freshman year off of Alden's team. Um, Ashley Garrett is like. First year out of the gate, she's got a wicked left out of the gate at Butler. It's a new program, but she doesn't come off the field, and she's like leading scorer and was like you know conference player of the week. Right. I don't want to forget anybody, right. but there's a lot of yeah. Them that so play. so um, from your experience in great. in general, you've you've been through it with Andrew, where you've changed clubs, um, finally finding a great home for her. You've been through it where you've where. Where, where you have a kid that's playing on the perceived less competitive team that still, you yeah. know, found a Division One opportunity. So you've kind of been, you know, been through it all um, that you could yeah. possibly go through. You've spent a fortune, right? Um, you, I yeah. think that you said you got your money back with <laughs> all. You, right, you got your money back with all. Then I can't imagine that you're not going to yeah. get your money back right. plus with Andra. Um, yeah, but for go, sure. But going forward now, your kids are on paths, right? So Alden's yeah. at Canisius and, and Andrew's going to yep. Towson. Um, now you get yep. to stop spending, you get to start spending less money and enjoying being a parent, right? Yeah. Yep. Tell me when I always, the yeah. enjoyment starts and the anxiety ends for 
your kid in lacrosse because there's a lot let's we've talked about crazy parents right we've yeah. we've got parents that are at the 21 level 22 level 23 level that right now are wondering where all the college coaches are i got 23 parents saying wait a second this is a showcase where's the college coaches um oh. when when do the parents okay. get to enjoy lacrosse cuz i can't imagine it's been that enjoyable the whole time for you. you're spending money you got you know you're traveling right. all over the place you get, you're dealing with an acl injury you're dealing with a kid yeah. transferring from one school to another i mean the the savage household is you know got to be up in arms at times right when do you, yeah. when do you and scott get to enjoy it and be parents i think you know during the high school season we tend to enjoy it it's just seems like it's competitive, but it's different. You know what I mean? And also I do have to say after Andra tore her ACL, it just, you know, Ron, we talked about this and not with Andra, but as you know, we say some people, um, you know, some people and actually a girl on Andra's club, her sister was really the way that her body started. She just wasn't able to recover to play lacrosse at a division one level. Just some people, I mean, I, I can just name three kids that I know of that just their bodies just didn't let them it's not their work ethic or anything their bodies just wouldn't heal the way that they needed to so when that happened to her and you never know ahead of time what's going to happen you know I think we were able to enjoy it more because we knew that you know her, her her playing she was very determined and I think these other girls were too um just sometimes it's not going to happen for you because you're just not going to heal the way you need to. And it has nothing to do with the surgeon or anything. It has to do with the way your body heals and scars over and scar tissue and all that stuff and other things. I, so think, I think we're able to enjoy it because we were able to, <laughs> we were able to quickly put it all into perspective. <laughs> I, I almost got in there, Gina. Hey, listen, I think yeah. from a perspective of less stress and, and less anxiety, next season should be more enjoyable for you and the in turn and in the sense that Andra's going into and she's walking into a leadership role that that you know Emma and Jamie may have had more of this season than she did. Now we're looking more for her to you know mature into a leadership role. Do you look forward to that? Yeah, she's really looking forward to it. I know um, she's excited. She's you know her team for the Class D. I got to say my money's still on them. I think they're not going to have. You know how they kind of rolled over everybody. I don't think we're going to have that as much. I think they're going to be a little bit of that, some handful of games in the middle and a couple of hard games. But I still think they've they've got what they need to win sectionals a fourth time. So she's really looking forward to being you know a member of a four time sectional. That's her goal to have take that team and have them win sectionals again in Class B. I, I think they can do it. Minor, it's a nice goal. It's not Class B. It's Class D, right? D. Yeah. Minors Romulus. She said D. She said D. Oh, did I, I think. So minor, Minors yeah, Romulus, yeah. That, that's who they're going to have to end up playing against. The Mine right? Rom. And yeah. Penyan is in there too, right? Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I look and see what... We face Aquinas. You know, the Aquinas coach was down at the Under Armour coaching Andra and the kids down there. Um, we, we just were there in our class, I think, but we just didn't end up playing them. They're, they, they have a potential be pretty good i think as well in my class gotcha. sure. so a 22nd elevator pitch for you i'm gonna give you um okay. uh, andra is obviously pelmec's all-time leading scorer right goals and assists i assume correct yeah. um where where is she compared to um all-time section five 
And what does she need to do to, how many points does she need to uh, at least get, get well, in that conversation? Well, you know, I do have to say she, um, and I, I will say this, I am super duper proud of her coach. I'm proud of her and I'm proud of us. You know, we play some teams in our league and I guess everybody does, but we come up against some teams that the girls are just very inexperienced and they're really at a varsity level, just learning to play or they only play for their school. Remember, you only There's got, a this is a 20 second elevator speech. What I'm going to say is <laughs> our coach, Andrew plays half the game and right. I'm okay with that. Actually the best games to watch are when her and Jamie and Emma are out of there and it's, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, our team scored three times. The other team scored two times. That was a good game. You know, nobody needs to watch those three lighten up a girl in goal who doesn't play. It's not kind. It's not good sportsmanship. It's not the right thing to do. And we've so, seen that, you know, right? We have yeah. seen that yeah. from yes, kids yes. in section five at other schools do yeah. that. Right. Yes. And I think so she you know, sits a lot and that's okay. Cause she needs to be a good teammate and you know, it is what it is in our school and it's great. And she needs to support the girls on the field and help them get to where they need to be. And you know, it's all about character and good sportsmanship and all that stuff. And I, I don't think EJ can tell you, I've never once complained. I actually in the sectional game, we were kind of, we were playing Eden and Buffalo when you were there. We were like, I don't know if he needs, Emma and Andrew have played a game this year, which is okay. We were like, okay, he needs to take them out now. With what Gina's said, and with, with what Gina said about you know, obviously she's only playing half the games. Yeah. Um, and EJ's and it's a, okay. EJ's a great coach. Sure. He's very respectful. He yep. does not run scores up. Um, but that you know, that's Andrew was an All American this year, right? As a junior, um, along with Emma no. Arnold. Wait, I, I told you that earlier. Uh, Emma's, the only, Emma's the only one that, that got all American. I thought there was two in in, no. in Finger Lakes. Nope. They, no. Just no. one? Just one. Wow. I think her, she got offensive. She got attack player of the year. I yeah. thought that she yeah. was an all American. I told you that, but I didn't want to fight no. with well, you. Well, if you knew that for yeah. a fact, I you did. should have told me. I told me, you. No, and I, I did. <laughs> I don't know okay. where I saw the fact that she was an all American. Yeah. I thought Finger she was Finger Lakes gets one. Well, you know why I think you thought that run when Alden played, they got two. So Alden and Sophie Leva. Were and after that year, no, I was, you know how up in section five. They I was dropped told the that Andrew. You might have thought of all. Of them. I was told that Andrew got it by someone. I'm not sure who, but it wasn't me. I'll tell you this. So, in in reference to <laughs> Emma Arnold, the the All American, yes, race, okay, she was yep. in the same yeah. situation as Andrew, right? Um, besides for the knee injury last year, right? Yeah. So, um, right. But you know, I didn't see Emma Arnold running. Scoring 15 points on on teams, showing no, no respect for them, and so forth. And uh, you know the the story out of Cataragus, right? With Gowanda, they have a girl that broke the New York State record with 16 goals. Standard. She just played Six, in the Under Armour tournament. Yeah, 16 what goals. What I say to that is, what coach would 16, last? I mean, I'll, I'll tell I do, you. I don't want to disparage anyone, but to let someone stay in a game and light up a goalie like that seems to be a little unsportsmanlike. And that's my opinion. I'm going to stand by it. That's so, More than a little. So she, more scored, than a little. she scored 16 goals in one game. They won that game, I think, 30 to 1. And yeah, that's unfor unfortunately, unfortunately, the, the coach was her father. And from what I understand, oh. getting a lot of feedback was, give her the ball. She's going to break the, she's going to break the record. She's yeah. going to break the record. Yeah. Who oh. in their right mind does that? Nobody in their I mean, right mind. Yeah. It's absolutely we absurd. And I've seen that. Well, Ron, you saw in the Canandaigua game, you know, you guys were winning handily against us, and Andrew came up the field, and she was one-on-one -on -one with the goalie, and there was like three minutes left of the game, and she could have taken that in herself and got another G, but she passed it off to a girl just started playing lacrosse this year. Right. So, and 
it goes I'm like, to yeah, show that you that was the right thing to do. You got to give your teammates a chance. It's a, it's a culture. It, it is. You know? And when you and when you talk about all Americans and you talk about awards, mm-hmm. okay, the sportsmanship is just as important as your talent. I, I agree. I mean, maybe more important. Maybe I agree. More important. And thus, you know, no question. I, th- I thought Andrew was an All-American. I think Emma Arnold deserved to be an All-American this year. Um, yep. And I think the girls in Section 5 or, you know, in Monroe County deserve to be the All-Americans because they were the their sportsmanship, their integrity um, was considered. OK, I know when I voted. All right, and I didn't get a chance to talk to any other coaches about it. I voted based on integrity, talent, and sportsmanship and the effort, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, let's take Kate Mischewski, for example, all right? I don't think she had 20 points last year. This year, I'm not sure how many points she had, right? But she was a great leader out there. She um, showed tremendous sportsmanship. She gave it everything she has every game, and she controlled her aspect of the game, which was the draws. Okay. Did, did you did yeah, you say Clancy Root in the game? I did. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know my my vote. You know, no. I'm just I, saying yeah, that you just you just described how I described Clancy Root. I think Clancy Root should have been an All American, right? She but, is an All American in my opinion, and she's got the yeah. the integrity and sportsmanship to be. But that's why I like the fact of. Our All-Americans are voted on by the coaches that we play against each week, right? Sure. So, and they take into consideration the little things. You know, I know I did when I voted, right? So, um, right. you know, and not to take nothing away from Under Armour and the All-American, but like I said, th- that's not the true – Under Armour All-Americans isn't the true All-Americans, right? It, it's not. It's whoever, you know, lobbies lobbies the most or, or so forth. So, and I thought we had two girls that went down and played, Aaron Koikendale and Kate Mischewski in the Under Armour All-American game this past weekend. Um, and the, both kids did very well, right? They did. But the they, fact they that did the ma- so great. Right. But the fact of the matter is, is that back at home where it counts, right? I think that um, in Monroe County, we, we, Besides for the exception of Clancy, I wish Clancy would have got it, but I, I don't think we got it wrong. I mean, Ellie Mooney. Mo- I know, and there's only three, so, you know, there's probably 12 kids that deserve right. it and should uh, get Mor- it. And all Morgan Schwab. You know, there's three, there's three. Morgan Schwab went out there and had a, a, a great year and, and, and led her team. So I, I don't think that, that we got it wrong. Um, in, in Monroe County, I'll say that. I think the coaches I, I, got it right. I, I and, agree with that. And, I agree with that. Um, I thought there was two in, in the Finger Lakes. I thought Andrew was one of them. I would have voted for her, too, because like sure. you said, she's... Um, well, I don't get a vote, but I would have voted for her, too. Absolutely. Well, you know, Emma's a senior, and she, you know, put a lot in, and um, I'm a, she I'm a the she played I'm both a, ends of the field, and Emma for sure deserved it. Yeah. I'm a, I'm so I think a good next candidate. year you're going to see Andrew run in midfield, but... Nice. Andrew, I was glad with her need to see her on attack this year. Absolutely. She needed, you know. Well, Gina, thanks so much for coming. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah. You gave a great perspective. Sure. I hope a lot of the parents were listening to um, you know, like I said, you've been on and, and two ends and different aspects and and you gave a great perspective. So thanks so much for coming on the show and we'll we'll talk to you soon. You're welcome. Have a great day. Thanks, Gina. Bye. All right. So um yeah, she, you know, she gave a great perspective. She's got a you know good look at it. Uh, yep. Like I said, she's spent a, a lot of money going to camps and clinics and so forth. She's been but, around a while. She but, she has an idea what she's talking about. But she will, you know, get her money back 
you know, several times over. Yes. Um, with the scholarship yes. that, that Andrea has. But um and I, I'm looking forward to seeing Andrea get better, her knee get better and, and get faster and so forth. And I can't believe I was I was off on that. You should have told me. Listen. I did tell you, um, man. You weren't listening to me. So I was like, okay, we'll let it go. I'm out there announcing that Andrea Savage is all American in Finger Lakes and you're and just I'm letting going, me go. No, I told you. I said, <laughs> No, dude. And you're like, Well, I'm pretty sure she was. Right. So, um, yeah, so that <laughs> I, I goof that one up. My bad. That's like if you're I let a, if you're walking backwards and I see you about to trip over the ladder, should I say something or laugh at you when you trip over the ladder? Well, you got to laugh, but then, then you got to show me the right way, right? <laughs> so, you know, going forward with the rest of the summer, um, you know, there were some really important, you know, things that we took out of this show today, right? We got an you know a perspective from a parent that's been through a couple different things and yeah. injury and yep. and so forth. But I think you know, coming out of the show, the, as athletes, right, the most important thing that you have to remember is just stay positive. You know, Andrew was very positive in in yes. terms of, you know, she could have, you know, tanked it, right? You know, she built her way back. She found a great foundation. There's another girl, you know, Kylie Gelbert out of um Victor. I was going to say the Victor, right? Kylie, yep. you know, has worked so hard and she's getting back. She's back playing for Monster 21. Um, she's starting on that midfield line. She's doing great things. And um, she has just worked so hard and been tremendously positive. So those three kids, right? You got Kataya, you got Savage, and you got Galbert um, that have just remained so positive and good things. You know, obviously Penn State's coming to Kataya, Towson's coming to Savage, and you know, Kylie is going to have a buffet of colleges um, ready for her come September 1st. Oh, yeah. So. And and she is in a good school with, with uh, what am I trying to say? They're high up on the list of, of people who are eyeing because, mm -hmm. you know, you get the small schools and then you get the bigger schools. And Victor is one of the bigger schools that people, that the colleges notice. They know they're there. Yeah, Victor's up and coming. We talked about this. You know, next yeah. year, Victor and Mercy. You're gonna see make a you know um, a big jump on our show because like I said we neglected Mercy this year. <laughs> I, I I think yes and no. I think yes and no. I think I think we gave them I think we gave them them the credibility that that they earned. Well, they that a lot of other people weren't. We we put them on our list. We had a couple times that they were in our top five. You know, we, we talked about them, but in our final four, you know, we talked. Yeah. You know, and and yeah. Mercy was able to get enough points to get them themselves in the the third spot, which, you know, to me, um, you know, not, that put Penfield or Penfield back a spot, right? So Penfield and Brighton had to fight it out, and then those two had to fight it out against Spencerport. Sure. So I, I thought that was a little tougher road, not taking anything away from Mercy, yeah. but to have those three schools have to fight it out to win the championship was a benefit to us. Hopefully, you know, it comes down to yep. another five school. Penfield's going back to Class A, so I think you're going to see Victor jump up there. I'm looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. I'm Vic looking forward Victor's to it. Victor's going to jump and, up And I think spot. next season, Chosen Spot Radio is going to be there for every game this uh, next season. Right. I missed one. Well, that's too many. 20 of 21. Too many. 20 of 21. you got to do a better job. I did 40 <laughs> lacrosse games this season. We need a better effort out of you. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, everyone. Well, thanks so much for tuning in at the Rockstars Girls Lax podcast. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. And uh, I think we have one show left after this, right? right? One show left. And then we are off till September 1st. And then it really. Then we uh, got Chamberlain lined up for you, September 3rd. You know so. what hits the fan. <laughs> Rockstarsglax at gmail.com.
the Rockstars Girls Lacrosse Show with hosts Ronnie Davis and Craig Spazman Simmons.